Hey everybody, it's Michael Martin. Thanks for being here. Have you had enough of these companies that are reporting like extraordinarily great numbers and then selling off like 40% the next day? I've seen it happen to Amazon. I've seen it, what, well, NVIDIA and Zoom, right? I mean, it's not an exhaustive list, but certainly with an, enough of the darlings reporting really good numbers and then getting killed. So... To me, it speaks to a couple of things. Um, one, it might not make a lot of sense, again, to to try to gamble and make bets in front of earnings because it is a gamble. And unless the chart shows up the way you need it to for your parameters and for your setup, right, I think is the language that they use, You can't even anticipate what the hell's going to happen. I mean, Amazon blew numbers off the door, and I think they beat by 5 or $6 a share. And the thing was off hugely, 6% the next day. You know, Zoom, same thing, was off 15% in a day, and they had strong numbers. So, and again, you could say, well, it's the forward-looking statements. Well, I always go to bed at night knowing one thing, that human beings suck at projections, right, um, and making forecasts. So I don't really look at, at any CFA type of a person putting an opinion on something that no one can see because it's guesswork. And I appreciate that people are smart and all that kind of stuff, but... Just for my makeup, I'm not really concerned with other people's opinions on stuff. You'd never catch me reading an editorial of a newspaper or even Barron's, right? Something that's in our business. I just don't care. So it got me thinking also about how you manage risk, right? For the folks who did want to gamble before any of these companies earned, because you can anticipate how much money you could possibly make. Hopefully you were more concerned with what you could lose, you can always cut your position size on your initial risk unit and easier way into, you know, your optimal position. So that when you see your chart pattern that you like, hopefully you're not subscribing to a chart pro the charting program. It's your trade, not somebody else's analysis. And you basically, you know, look for your setup and then you have to figure out a second rule then. What's the next rule that you would use to add your, the second half of your position, right? Because if you know that only 30% of the time, you'll be right. 70% of the time, when you think about it, you're going to lose. You don't have to lose your full risk unit. So you can look to add. This way, if you get stopped out on your first piece, you didn't have your optimum piece on, your losses are going to be smaller by definition. For the ones that do work out, you can find a rule that say, okay, when the thing does go up, here's where I'm going to add to my position at a specific number, or maybe I'm going to wait for the next uh, consolidation and buy the breakout above that. So it'll be a two-step process that might do interesting things to your equity curve, right? Unless we forget, you probably want to be trading your equity curve. But you might also see that if you did get smashed, and this is in a trading account, not a, an investment account, your first loss is typically your best loss. And it's hard because you're surprised and you're shocked. 
and you're sometimes stunned. But it very it pays greatly to be decisive. Because then, first of all, you get it off the screen. Two, it can't hurt you any further, right? And when you get stunned like that and you find out that the name's against you 5%, and then you see something like, you know, Zoom, which, you know, Zoom's interesting, right? Because we just don't know what the future holds, even if people do get vaccinated and they go back to work, right? But if you think if you see the thing down 5% and you're like, oh, it's going to... I remember seeing one comment on Twitter and they said, oh, it's down after hours, but based on the behavior, it should be green the next day. Go look that quote up. And I'm like, man, I wish I was as smart as this guy. Next thing you know, it's down 15% the next day, which was around $70. I know that the thing was off around 20 bucks in the aftermarket after, you know... After the close, after the report, it reported earnings, right? And so the question is, and the feeling is, where do you feel worse? Getting shocked and awed in losing 5% when you didn't expect it and you were hoping for just the opposite to the upside? Or where do you feel when you're down 15? Now, coincidentally, if both of those things happen because they both open it, you don't really have a choice. But what happens when you, there's a third scenario. What happens when you're down 5% in your name and you decide not to do anything and then it goes down 15? Because I think those are two feelings then. You have feelings of loss and then you also have a feeling of not doing what you should have done when you had the time to do it. And whose fault is that? It's yours. It's mine. It's anyone who doesn't take the action. So in this case, you get paid to be decisive. Right? If you've been watching Spotify and it's been trading in a big monster range and you didn't have a buy stop above the market, right? And it went from 3 to 3.12, it's up 4%. And you're like, man, I missed it. Well, what would have happened if you said that to Tesla? Where it was up 4% on its way to a, what, 33 to something, what, 40%, I'm eyeballing it here, 40% campaign after they talked about its inclusion in the S&P. You see why sometimes those small moves, even though they seem big in the short term, they're not really that big at all in the grand scheme of the campaign? Because if you have a name that no one could predict it, of course, but you can't discount it either. So you, if you're too decisive and you're too prudent, you end up missing the good trades. Spotify just showed you that it's going to break out above 300. You can see it with your own eyes. So... Today's message is really about being decisive because, man, if you don't think that people can let you down, <laughs> stocks certainly have a great many people, you know, when you look at, at those names. And those are darlings, of course, right? There's not an exhaustive list. I don't have a big chart thingy where I have them all laid out. But I know enough to, to know from just reading that, you know, those companies reported decent numbers and they disappointed, I believe. So... That's it. Be decisive because, you know, the capital that you preserve could be your own. It could be that of your clients. And, you know, if being down 5% makes you feel bad um, when it happens unexpectedly, certainly the magnitude of three times that should be worse. But I think what compounds that is if you don't be decisive when you know you should be decisive, you can have regrets and then lament further. And now you're in a whole bunch of things where you're running an emotional system that 
to some might be the whole reason why you're trading in the first place is to just be stuck in this loop of I can't make my own decisions. I need to constantly farm things out. Ultimately, you get paid to create the alpha. You got to do your own work. You got to eat your own cooking. Anyway, any questions, let me know. You know where to reach me. If you want a copy, if you don't have the uh, audiobook version of the Inner Voice of Trading, it's for free, Martin Chronicle. You can get it at my site. Go help yourself. Thanks for being here. I'll see you tomorrow.